Thank you, good boy. You can be seated. It's really weird. I can't really see anyone. Could you want to put some lights on for the rest of Just so I can see if someone's sleeping or whatever else. Do you know what I find in this church when no one says, God is good, and then everyone goes, and I say all the time, and you say, I just find that so funny. Last week we did it, didn't we? And I was like, How many times we do it? Like, a lot. It was, I just found it so funny and cool. Anyway, there's nothing there's no, I have no problem with it. I just like the money. Anyway, just forgot about that. Let's pray, eh? Lord, just thank you for your presence this morning. Just thank you for the word you put on my heart. And just to bless people, Lord, and just to touch people's hearts and just. Just to mould them a little bit differently today towards you, Lord. In your mighty name. Amen. <laughs> I started this week with um, knowing I was preaching today and then um, struggling to find a word. Has anyone ever struggled to hear the Lord? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Oh, I just, yeah, that's good. Alright, I won't play with the Lord now. I feel like I was going to play with the Lord. Anyway, so. Does anybody, let's just, I want to, I just want to have a raise of hands, just out of respect, let's just close our eyes, I'll be the only one watching, and then, if you're, is that okay, I'm not going to throw water bombs anything at you, I just want to have an idea, does anyone struggling this morning to hear from the Lord? You can raise your hand, oh, mine's, mine's raised. So there's quite a number of people that are struggling to hear from the Lord, that are struggling to, to get the concept of how he loves us. My message this morning, I, I started last night, <clears throat> I've been meditating all week, but I started, I was actually getting really frustrated because I couldn't hear him at all. I was like, what do you want me to talk on, Lord? And I just had nothing. And it was just really difficult because I was really struggling just to get a decent word, just to go, I just want to bless people, Lord, just like, this is for you, it's not for me, and all this stuff. You know, I'm humble. And, and I just realised how humble I wasn't. And then... The Lord. <laughs> so the word he gave me was it was really funny, it was knowing God's love for you. And it's something that I I thought I knew. You know when you're like, yes, God saved me and I've been touched by the Lord and I've experienced being slain in the spirit, I've had the shakes, I've had the presence, I've been prophesied over, I've prophesied, I've seen people healed. I'll just be like, praise God, I've been in a happy mood and I've had all those good feelings. And yet I just, I was at a place last night that I was like, knowing God's love for you, you want me to preach on something I'm not 100% sure of anymore. And it was just, Nina sent me this message that some people go to a Bible study Wednesday night and I had time to listen to it through the week because Freddie goes, you need to listen to that word. And I was like, no, oh, well, I'll get to it. She's like, no, you really need to listen to that word. So I, I took her a great advice and I listened to that word. And the lady was preaching about that when it's about God's love. And one thing she said, which was pointing to my to my heart, which was like, you haven't for, you haven't um, like lost the love of the Lord or anything. You've just forgotten who you are. Yeah. You've forgotten where you come from. You've forgotten who has saved you and what the price was paid. And it's not like, I, I mean, I knew it mentally. I knew it mentally. I knew that God died on the cross and he saved me from my sins and, and all that stuff. But I didn't realise the concept of how precious and how wonderful it was. It was something else. I'm seeing the hand, right? Because you look a bit restricted. I am. Thank you. Can you move that too? <laughs> 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 
next time. Okay. Right? <laughs> so last night I was, I felt the Lord say, just lie down flat on your face. So I did. And I was, I was actually pretty tired. <laughs> so I found myself drooling a little bit. And I was like, oh, I've really got to focus here. I really wanted to hear from the Lord. And anybody who's got kids, they just, they're great. They drain you. They drain your energy wise. Mentally, you can be sustained. But physically, they can just take every bit out of you. And you're just stuck with, I guess, just going to sleep yourself, I guess. You know, like it's really hard some days. But so I just felt. Like I was reading scripture and I was reading and reading and reading and I was meditating on all day, like I was listening to it all day and everything just seemed to go in and out, <laughs> in and out. And it was just really hard to retain anything. I was like, I was reading scripture and it was almost as if the Holy Spirit had taken his hand off the revelation that was there. So I was reading it from like almost what I would call a non-Christian's point of view. And I was reading scriptures and I'm like, I read something and it was in John and I was like, I have no idea what that means and i was just really really stuck and i just wanted to my this is really weird because i'm standing you're probably going this guy's preaching to us and he really doesn't know what he's doing i do now because i've got a revelation <laughs> the lord said to me humble yourself before me and so i did i humbled myself and then i was like lord just oh just do what is happening in my head lord i just want you to help and because I had no words and I realized that in that moment how much I needed it was like that it was almost like he removed his hand from me to show me how much I need him and I'm not saying God ever steps away from us don't get me wrong God never leaves us but if he wants to teach you something he will withhold something from you just withhold it doesn't mean he's not present it just means he's withholding my kids want chocolate in the morning I withhold it until they're changed so that way, we both get what we want. So the Lord was withholding something from me. In Ephesians 3, I was actually in Ephesians at that time. And Ephesians 3, let's turn there. Bring you got this new Bible. And everyone, most people use New King James. So I thought I'd read that. New King James, and I'll go to Ephesians. I don't know where that is. I go Timothy, is that too far? That's just a joke. Okay, Ephesians 3, <clears throat> verse 14. And this is the, ver the very first, like that's why I was on the floor, pictures, I was on the floor, really struggling, drooling, waking myself up. And then I come back to Ephesians 3, 14. I, just, I, lift up, I lift up my head to the bed, and there was this scripture that just stood out to me. And it said, because uh, I was like, was that really you, God, that said humble yourself? And it was this. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. From, oh, let's get reading. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints this is the best bit. What is the width and the length and the depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 
And so like when Paul's writing this in Ephesians there, he's just, he started off with like talking about love and then he's just gone on this tangent, hasn't he? Like the spirits is hitting him. He's just like, now to him that is able to do exceedingly above above all things we can ask or think. And so I knew then when I looked, read that scripture, I realized all my, all my trying and struggling was everything that I was trying to do. Who here has tried to love the Lord? <laughs> tried to seek his face? I know that everybody should have their hands raised because we're all human. Yeah. We all miss it someplace and take it. And the Lord is saying this morning that, what are you saying? <laughs> I don't get attention now. Sorry, no, the Lord is saying that you are worthy of my voice. I don't care what you've done. In Romans 8, it says this, now that guilt and shame should be no more. Guilty child, I'm good love Romans 8. Let's read Romans 8. It's not on my notes, but I read it last night and I read it like four or five times and I'm like, this is so good. Romans 8. It's after Acts in the New Testament. For those who may not be. Or if you're reading from this Bible, it's page 998. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Therefore, there is no now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And I realized last night that I was walking in the flesh. I was trying so hard in my own might to get what I felt I needed. And the Lord said, you don't need any of what you're thinking you need. You just need to humble yourself. Because I worked out something that is really it's probably obvious to most of you here, if not all of you, except me until last night, which is that I can't do anything unless he does it through me. I can't do anything, I can't prophesy, and neither can't even get a word for somebody unless God prompts it. It's all about humility. And so when we, when we say to the Lord, Lord, just take me into a place that my humility is at the forefront of my battles. So when I face a, a trial, it doesn't become, it doesn't become, oh Lord, where are you in this moment? It's, I'm just going to humble myself and just listen for his still small voice. Because yeah. that still small voice is something that I've really, it, you know, I could get a word for somebody. I could point someone out now and the Lord would give me a word and I'd be very confident that that's what God would say. But when I go home, I would say, eh, is that you, Lord? And I'd have to make a conscious decision to say that's Jesus, you have to be confident Steve, that he's talking to you, and my word for you today is you have to be confident in who you are and that he wants to talk to you, because it's the thing, God actually wants to talk to us, he loves you so much that he wants to have a conversation like I love my boys and my wife so much that when I wake up, if they don't talk to me I get a little upset, if the boys don't even say good morning to me I, I just, I'm like I don't know what to do with my, like, I want to have a conversation. When I come home from work and I hear little Matt go, hi, daddy, like, and he's just starting to use words, and that just melts my heart that he wants to talk to me. And imagine how God feels when you want to talk to him. See, this is the thing. We always, we're always trying to give requests of prayer, and we're trying to get things answered, but sometimes God just wants a conversation. How's your day? How are you doing? How's your heart? See, David says in the Psalms, he said, soul, why are you down? 
And I actually, I, I didn't understand that until we did something in Bible school with it where we would talk to our soul. Now this sounds weird because you're talking to your real man. You go, soul, why are you upset? Because sometimes when the spirit's not moving, you go, what's happening, soul? What's going on? And all of a sudden, you start crying and the Lord's just revealing stuff in you that you've had trouble with. Maybe someone, maybe something. I don't know what it is, but everyone has something they face every day through our soul. Our soul interprets it differently to our spirit man. Our soul can be offended easy. Spirit man cannot be offended because the spirit man knows who he is. And so we just have to get those two to meet in the middle. <laughs> so that our soul goes, I don't care how you're feeling. This is what the spirit says. Let's go to Exodus 33. I, I had this, so last, this morning I woke up and I was a little bit, I don't know what's going on. And the Lord said, um, I felt the Lord say, just go for a walk. So I made myself a coffee and a piece of banana bread and I thought I would walk, talk and eat and drink. I just ended up drinking and eating straight away and then going for the walk with the dogs along the railway line. And the Lord was, it's a long, stuff that I don't use much, so it's all right, don't worry. Um, I was walking along and, and I've, I just had this like sense that God was there. He was just walking with me. And I was just, just pouring out my heart. And um, you got a prophetic word, mate? No. Okay. But he just had this, had this sense that he was there this morning because I, I said to the Lord, I understand how I have to humble myself. I'm so sorry that I try to do this in my own power. Because I don't realize that I was doing it in my own power until I saw that I was. He revealed it to me by his withdrawing. And so in Exodus 33, he revealed about Moses and how much Moses loved the Lord. And when I find the Exodus, I will show you. So Exodus 33. Is it going through? I hope he doesn't touch the phone. Exodus 33. Let's go to verse 17. Verse 17. This is really small time. Okay. So the Lord says to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And this is it. So before this, I read, I read up before it, and it was um, the Lord was saying to Moses, "This is really distracting." <laughs> so the Lord said to him, "I don't care anymore. You can have these people. Go to a place that I will show you, and then I, if you, I will send an angel with you." And then Moses said, "But these are your people." And so he pleaded with them because Moses loved the Israelites. He loved them so much that he said. Lord, if we don't go without you, we don't want to go. And so he said, we want to go with you. And so this is where it brings it to the Lord in verse 17. I mean, obviously there's a lot more in that, but for argument for time's sake, we'll say that. And so, so the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, which was be with us, um, for you have found grace in my sight and I knew my name. And then he said, please show me your glory. And then... Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion unto whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face. No man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. In another version I read it, it says, you stood in the credits of the rock. So just 
seem like a little bit of a caving area. And so she'll be, while my glory passes, in some versions he says, while I walk past, I'll put my hand on you so he can't see him, but then you can see me from behind. And I just was like, because Moses was, was just so desperate to see the very person that he'd been talking to all this time. And I just was, I was enamored by Moses' love for his people because in 1 John, it talks about when you love the Lord of all your heart, you love people with all your heart. Because it says in there, it says, if you love your brother, but you have, like if you say you love your brother, but you hate him, you're a liar because only true love comes from those who love God and then people come second. And the reason why it happens like that, because if you put all your faith in the Lord and your love in him, it's just automatic response that you love people. Because that's exactly what, like, Moses went for a hard time with these people. They were, there were sometimes, they were, he was, they were like, you know, saying, oh, Moses, what'd you bring us out here for and all this stuff. And were, so he had ridicule from this group of people and Moses still loved them. And the reason why I think he still loved them is because he loved God so much. And I think, so when he loves God so much, you just want to be, you just, like, I just want to see you. I want to just feel you. Because talking to you is not enough now. And so the Lord says, I'm going to walk past the cleft of the rock and I'll cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I'll take away my hand and you'll see, you shall see my back, but my face shall never be seen. And so the Lord's gracious enough to go, you can see that behind me to see my glory, but I am gracious enough to let you live <laughs> because I am so, so good, so great that I can't, I, my English language really stuck there that his power would just make Moses basically go, die, because he cannot be in that presence without, I guess, Jesus. And so Moses is like, he has this encounter with God and then he goes up to Mount Sinai not long after that and he, and he has this encounter with God for 40 days and 40 nights and he fasts the whole time. And when he comes down the mountain, his face is glowing. So much so they had to cover it because everyone was scared. You ever, you ever, like, it happens in churches. People leave churches because the Holy Spirit's doing weird things. Like, oh, did God really heal that person? I don't think so. God doesn't work like that. I'm out of this church. I need a church that just does nine or five things, you know, just simple communion message. Just make me feel good about what I do and I'm out, you know. Let me do my Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday and let Sunday be just a simple, yeah, I'm here, come Lord, you know, to bless you. But in this church, I've noticed that the Lord's moving strongly. And then this morning's worship, I just felt the immense power just flowing, not just from up here, but I felt the voices. I felt like I was in heaven. And so there's this part where Moses' face is shining, and I was like, what if, I had this question, what if when I spend time with the Lord that my face shines? Because it's not, it's happened in the New Testament, hasn't it? Who did it? Stephen, oh, that's a coincidence. It's my name. So there's a guy in the Bible. He's a martyr. And he's first. He's the first martyr of the, of the of the new church. And so his first thing is is he's just prophesying, proclaiming. He's seeing miracles. He's seeing people set free. And what happens? The church comes against him. The church comes against him. Not this. Not the new church. The old church. The all the Pharisees and such. They come against him and they say, what like. He's blaspheming against Moses. And I just found it so interesting that they blasphemed against Moses. Like, Moses was their patriarch. Like, he was way up there. They looked really up to him. And so they first said, like, God and Moses. So he's speaking against God and Moses. 
And I just found it really interesting that Moses' face shone, and so did Stephen's. Because when he said, so Stephen goes through this whole tangent about everything from start to beginning of time through the Jewish, from Abraham all the way through to where they are right there. And it talks about through Moses, taking them out of Sinai, out of Egypt, and you know, it goes into the promised land with Joshua and Caleb, and it goes all the way through that time with King David, and he talks about everything. It's a few chapters long. And then he gets to the very end, which he says, now all of you don't believe this because you're just blinded by the Spirit. And then he says, I can see, <laughs> I can see the heavens opening to me. Now, if I said to you this morning that I can see God just opening up the heavens, some of you might go, that's a little weird. But in this church, I think most of us would say, it's probably God. He's probably, why would he say that otherwise? Because it's not untrue. It has happened. Yeah. It's happened to people. Yeah. It's happened in the Old Testament. So Stephen saw the heavens open. And what happened? His face started to shine. Just like Moses, the very person they persecuted him saying he spoke against, God blessed him with the same blessing. And I thought that was really interesting. I thought, I wonder if something like that, when the Lord sees that you're persecuted against, the very thing you've been persecuted against, God's going to bless you in that area. Um, so he made Moses later on, like the first thing he did, I feel like I have to backtrack because I missed. No, let's keep going. We're going. So we're going. Stephen's doing. Acts 7.54, let's read it. Acts 7.54, real quick. So we'll do a lot of quick changing. This is really good for you, like learning the books in the Bible. Are. Acts 7.54. It says, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. So they knew. <laughs> they knew they were wrong. And they gnashed with, at him with their teeth. Like, hope this guy. He's just so wrong all the time. But I feel so guilty that I need to do something about it. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, look, <laughs> I see the heavens opening and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. The very thing you're saying that I can't see, I can see it just now. And then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran at him with one accord. I feel like there was a bit of a toddler trick tantrum. I feel like it was something like, just shut him up, get him down now. And there was yelling, there was commotion, there was things being thrown, and they dragged him out. They dragged him out of the temple. And he's just like enamored with God. He's getting pulled out of the temple. He's just like, wow, I'm on a high right now. I can see the heavens opening. I can see Jesus. I feel like I might be going there right now. He's just got perfect peace. Because you can notice it the way it is. It's written, it says, so they cried out in a loud voice, and they stormed their ears, and they ran at him with one accord, and they cast him out in the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul, which later became Paul. And now, the, I read that years ago, and the reason why they laid down their cloaks at someone's feet is to say, we're submitting unto you. We're sub this is our way of submitting. And, um, and so I, I guess in our culture, we would just sort of, I just listen to what they do. <laughs> well, you know, if, you, if you're submitting under your boss, you just do what they say, uh, within reason, obviously. Um, and so that culture, they would just throw their, put their clothes down on the floor in front of Saul, and Saul stood there with his arms crossed. Do it. Just get this over and over. Get rid of this guy. We don't want this pest in our society. And so they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, 
Do not charge them with this sin. And when he said this, he fell asleep. And so I feel, going off that scripture, might be going out and changing here, but I don't think he felt a single stone hit him. I don't think he felt a single stone hit him because the Lord said, it says here, he fell asleep, which basically means he gave up his spirit. The Lord took him. And I find it funny because when I said in 1 John, perfect love says about loving God and loving people. The first thing he says is the very thing Moses said and the very thing Jesus said, which was do not charge them against us. Remember when the Lord was on the cross, he said, do not take, like, do not be against them, God, for they, they do not know what they do. And so the very thing Stephen says, it's like, Lord, don't hold this against them because they don't know what they do. And so I think that's really funny that it's, it's like, it's just, uh, oh, there's just a timeline in the Bible. And it's just, it's, oh, I just feel like my eyes are opening. I feel like I'm losing words now because I just feel this revelation that when it came from Moses being at Mount Sinai and having the glowing of the face, where it comes all the way to Jesus and he said, that I love my people, do not charge them against this Lord, and I'm doing it for them. And so they're acquitted of that sin. And so when it comes to Stephen, not long after that, being martyred, he gets the face shining as well. That like, it actually says that his face shone like an angel, which is the same word Moses had. But I just find that just like the amount of years that these things are apart, they all coincide. It's like God's doing the same thing. It's, it's like, have a look at this guy. It's like, throughout the book, there's, there's so many things that agree with each other. And there's a lot of people out there, non Christians, obviously, or people that don't know God properly, that say the Bible contradicts itself. Well, no, it doesn't. It does if you take it out of context. But if we just looked at it, there, right there, and I think last time I preached, I said about like creation was something like the salvation of our heart. And so there's so many things that connect. And so the Lord was just just sharing this with me this morning, and I was like, I, I, honestly, I was a bit gobsmacked. I was like, oh, just thank you for your revelation. I didn't want to go up there and say today, go, no God's love for you, and then just say, let's pray. <laughs> I really wanted to win. So the Lord just re, just gave me that this morning, and I just really felt something that was pre prayed over me the other week, which was. God was going to see me, work for me to heal people's hearts. That he wants to soften our hearts. And I felt this morning, because I was going to, I was actually going to text you and say, are you in the service? Because <laughs> I didn't know if you were kids. Um, but I thought, oh, it is what it is. So I was like, God, but I was asking to see if need, because I wanted to pray for some people this morning. So I, let's just bow our heads. Let's just we'll go into a time of prayer. And I just want the Lord just to, I know there's a lot of people here that are struggling, like I have been, and that's that, you know, the Lord wants to see you this morning, wants to talk to you, and he doesn't care what you've done. He doesn't care that you've sinned or what you've said or how much you've read your Bible or how much you've prayed. He doesn't care about all that because all he cares about is your heart. And throughout the scriptures, he says, David is a man after my own heart. That's before David did anything. All David did was just humble himself and just praise the Lord all the time. And sometimes we have a week, I have weeks, where I, I, don't read, I don't read many scriptures in the Bible or I don't pray much. But for all out there, the whole day, I do talk to him. I do mention, like I say, thank you Lord for the day. But when it, like chaos at home and chaos at work sometimes, we all find ourselves being in the nine to five rut in life. And I just want you to know that God, he cares about every aspect of your life and he wants to talk to you this morning. 
He wants to talk to you. He has things he wants to say. And so this morning, I want those, you know, I think let's come up the front. If you if you feel if you feel like you want your your heart softened, if you feel like that this message that God's talking to you right now, that God, I'm, I want to hear your voice. Because we are here for a very short time on this earth. It feels long, especially when you're at work all day in the hot sun, which a lot of you guys are hard workers. You know, long days, hard work in the sun, doing what we do, and it can feel like life just all of a sudden it's just the weekend and we haven't done anything with our week and at work. And so I want to encourage you this morning that if you feel like, if you want God to touch you this morning, He's going to touch you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to bless you. So if you've won that this morning, I want you to come up the front and we're going to have a few people pray for you. So just come, while Ellie plays the keys, let's just, um, yeah, let's just praise, praise Him. What's on you like that? Let's do it. We can see it.
this one, all you want to do is just feel his presence. Just come up. It doesn't have to be anything. If you've got something you want to be prayed for, just come up. Um, don't, let, don't let this opportunity stop you from seeing don't, don't remain. See, this is, a, this is a time when you have to be active. So the Lord says to Moses, if you want to see my face, if you want to see my glory, you want to experience it, you've got to climb that mountain. Now your mountain might be to come to the front. And if that is your mountain, then just come at the front. I've come up from, from, from prayer. There's no, 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 no disgrace. There's no guilt, no shame. Because God, we're all God's children. We all, he, he loves us all the same. If you haven't heard his voice, there's nothing to be shameful. I just literally told my story about how I struggled with that. And look how he talked to me. So yeah, if you, you can keep coming out, keep coming out. And then even if you feel like, while we're still praying, you can come out. You don't have to stop coming out. We're just going to pray for you. Each and every one is going to get prayed for. You're just going to be blessed. So why don't we just play as we just do that? Do you want to cut this one through?